0: Welcome back to the faith with faith podcast it is well actually we're not we're recording this a little bit early but you are hearing this on New Year's Day 2022 here we go another year but I get to look back on last year and look forward into the new with uh, two lovely friends dearest friends. Who they've been on the podcast now twice before. No one has ever gone to three times on the Faith with Haith podcast, but back by popular demand, well, back by my demand, it's Lawn and Busky. Hello, boys. Hello there, Jamie. You're right. Uh, is, it
1: popular, is it popular demand or are you just scraping the barrel, Jamie?
0: No, yeah, everyone said no. So. <laughs> It was back to Ah, you again. Now, we did think about doing Christmas. We'll we'll do a little bit of Christmas because we are recording this just before Christmas. Um, uh, But we also did a Christmas uh, special last year. So we're slightly worried that the fact that we're all very middle aged and I particularly have a very bad memory that we're just going to go over the same old ground as last year um, and tell the same old stories like old men in the pub. (laughs) So what we thought we'd do is get the Christmas bit out of the way for the next sort of little while. And then, um, and then we'll, we'll start to talk. We'll, we'll review the year. This is lawn and busky review the year, mm. uh, which is obviously quite an interesting year to review, but let's, let's start off by getting stuck into Christmas. So, um, we, uh, we, we're getting stuck into Christmas drinks. What have you got there, boys? We decided that we'd have a drink together tonight. What have you got lawn?
2: I have, My very good friend, Roger, who set up this brewery called Only With Love, he says, showing to the camera, which no one can hear or see, uh, a lovely oatmeal stout. He's done, I mean, brilliant to set up a a sort of microbrewery, literally as lockdown was coming in force. And he's taken beer around Sussex and it's now in 156 pubs and he's doing brilliantly, yeah. Good on you, Roger.
0: That's brilliant. Oatmeal stout.
2: It's called the brewery's called Only with Love. Only with Love.
0: It. Good big shout out. Only oh, with Love. You know,
2: Only Husky. with love. love.
0: Oatmeal stout from Only with Love.
2: Can we try and do an advert for it? She?
0: I just did. Yeah, I, th- I think that
1: was an advert.
0: I'm going to um, try, try. Got Bus? Can I do well, my
2: advert? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. This, okay. Hey, Bus, this, we've,
0: got, we've got to listen. He, otherwise, oh, okay. Okay. Strong.
2: <clears throat> Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Four point nine percent. Oh, that's
0: great. Um, we'll cut that out. Okay, yeah. Busky, what? What are you? What are you drinking? I feel like I'm in the cinema. It's
1: like one of those old school cinema ads. Well, um, this isn't really meant to be an ad, but I'm gonna tell you, it probably will sound like an ad. It's it's a, from the Black Isle Brewing Company. So we were in Scotland uh, in October, and I brought some some pale beer back. So this is this is actually called a 21 pale. And if anyone knows the Black Isle Brewing Company, you'll know how good this is.
2: I used to live there.
0: I, Did you-
2: I live two miles away from the Black Isle Brewing Company. I lived in North Kessock. That, explain, that explains a lot. <laughs> look it up. My granny and granddad lived in the Black Isle. Do you know okay. why it's called the Black Isle, Busky?
1: What, I, I, I kind of think I probably did, but I've forgotten them. Can you remind me?
2: No one really knows, actually. It just looked oh. black from a distance, <laughs> foreboding. It's not even an aisle, it's stuck on the end. It of, of it's the. an well. So it's neither black nor an aisle, but.
1: Who cares? Uh, it's one of those misnomers, isn't it? Well, I'd went to a wedding once many years ago, and, and Ulrich, Gary, and, and Annabelle, if you're listening, um, there's a slim chance you may be. Uh, very fond oh, memory.
0: that's rude. I mean, I, I think there's a very good chance. Do you know how many uh, millions of people listen to this podcast? Uh,
1: Could be well, uh, Yeah, so, yeah, so your friends,
0: of... Ulrich and Annabelle, what did they do with that beer?
1: Well, I'm not sure they served this. But they may have done uh, but, um, but I, my distinct memory of the wedding was, was dancing, was, was Scottish country dancing. It was fantastic. I mean, it was a proper old, uh, that is good fun. yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. So that mm. was, that was, uh, but yeah, Scotland this year was, was equally, uh, joyful and, um, extremely rewarding experience for us as a family. And, um, and I drank black Isle beer up there and I've, and I've brought some back. So that's what we're, we're drinking tonight.
0: Nice. Do you want to know what i got in my cup? Yes, please. It's tea. not a cup of tea. It's actually eggnog. Is it really? Well, you can't really get eggnog in this country. So I put, do you know, do you, you know, Advocar? Advoca. Oh, yeah. I
1: put that Isn't in the he the, the uh, former Dutch
0: manager? That have <laughs> so I put it in a mug and I put it in the microwave and it's slightly separated. So it's like, it's like drinking... I don't know. It's sort of like custard with clearly got brandy in it. Brandy custard. I'm drinking out of a mug with you. Cheers. Cheers.
2: I listened to um, it's a bit lumpy. Your last, well, one of your last podcasts with Mr. Piercy, and you were drinking on that one as well. So I think there's a danger this becomes a sort of. Uh,
0: oh yeah, you're right. No, Dave Clifton. Yeah, that's right. We did. It doesn't Most happen days- very often. In 65 episodes, it's only happened twice now. So I think we can. I think we can get away with it. So, uh, what yes. are you doing for Christmas, boys? Nothing, nothing. Busk,
1: we'll be uh, in sunny Stockwell in s- South London, hosting my dear papa, uh, and my lovely big bro. Are
2: yeah, you
1: gonna so- cook
0: a turkey? Are you a turkey family or not? I think a lot Do of people know, we, are moving we, away from it, aren't they? Yeah,
1: well, no, we're sticking with the turkey. Um, yeah, Twig loves a, a, a turkey. We, we did talk about uh doing something different but um but my dad he, he likes the turkey and you know it, it's we want to be special for him
2: how old uh, is your dad Busky?
1: Do you know he's 87 he's, he's just turned 87 last month yeah 87 going strong still mobile brilliant still getting around the town one of
2: my highlights in my life was seeing him bless you at your wedding in oh. oh, that was beautiful
1: Oh, I'm so glad you got that memory. Yeah, Lorne. Um, it, it was a highlight for for me and Twig, and uh, and actually, I know it meant so much to him. He was a schoolboy in Sherborne, um, so he knew the town very well. And and to be um, marrying his son, his little fella, is yeah, uh, in Sherborne Abbey was uh, was very a very joyous occasion.
0: Oh, uh, all this reflection, reflection. We're going to do some more reflection in just a minute on uh, on the year. I've got a question. Okay. i got a question. about Who, who didn't switch their, their ting tong mail off? Was that you? No, oh, Lord. Uh, awkward. Um, <laughs> so I've got, I've got a question about uh, Christmas Turkey, Christmas Turkey. It's, it's got me thinking about more about uh, the stuff we eat and yeah. whether or not, I know we live in a service economy. And so you pay people to do services that you don't want to do. Um, And that's how the uh, circular flow of income happens. But when it comes to animals and eating animals and I could never kill a turkey. So should I not eat one lawn?
2: Well, I hope this is not unreasonable or unseasonable, but a a turkey has to be prepared before it's killed. And my ex-business partner, his job was to prepare turkeys.
0: And one part of it. No, no, I don't want to go. Don't do this. I can't I go. It's, no.
2: No, it's, it's going to be really horrible, it's horrible. isn't it? It's it's horrible. Horrible. It's...
0: Let's no, not talk it's... about that. But that's the point. That's the point. Is, is, and I suppose from a faith perspective, <laughs> we have to wrench this round to remind ourselves that it's faith with faith. Um, oh, yeah. When it comes to creation and the world that God has given us, mm-hmm. is it the best care for creation when we kill stuff?
2: But also we, we've interbred turkeys to be, <clears throat> you know, the wild turkey is a totally different animal. We shouldn't, we shouldn't, no, stop eating turkey, stop eating fish, obviously, because that's a disaster.
0: Stop eating fish. You feel really strongly about this, especially salmon, don't you, from Scotland?
2: Well, exactly. I mean, definitely don't eat salmon from Scotland. I've got some
0: smoked salmon in my fridge.
2: It's bad for you. It's bad for the environment. It's bad all round. Put it back.
0: But it's tasty.
2: Don't put it back tasty Mm. your grandchildren won't be tasting it if we carry on like this have you seen why
0: don't you like the stuff that they sell in the in the supermarkets maybe it's easier to talk about salmon than turkeys it's because it's (laughs) they're farmed and
2: given filthy um you know a filthy cocktail of chemicals to keep them alive they're covered in sea lice which then cover the wild salmon and sea trout in the estuaries they're bad for you they're full of Rubbish! It's just not good all round. I mean, have you seen underneath uh, 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 underneath the, the the salmon cages in the sea lock? It's just the most horrendous garbage of pollutants and. So you the, don't the, the, eat salmon at all? Do you eat? No, no. you, you, you don't mean, eat fish at all. I've stopped eating fish.
0: So do you, you you've got a big vegetable patch, haven't you, in your your house in Sussex? <laughs> it's, not,
2: it's not very. <laughs> it's not that productive in January. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I say that. I had had two nights of beautiful parsnips, which are about seven foot long. Um, so I have been eating a lot of parsnips. I've got this image
0: know. of <laughs> the three of you sitting around a dining table with a massive parsnip in the middle and you're all just sucking fish into fish. it.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> like not James eating the turkey!
1: Giant peach. <laughs> what, about, um, what about what you catch? The fish you catch, do you eat that?
2: Yeah, That's all right, yeah, but I mean, I don't, yeah. That's fine. You don't,
1: you don't have a lot of time to do a lot of fishing. To
0: <laughs> could you be but a vegetarian, have... Busky?
1: Oh, uh, I could. Yeah, I mean, the push came to shove, um, whatever that means. Uh, I'd rather not. But uh, you know, I've, I've definitely got more of a conscience about meat. Um, and actually, funny enough, about red meat, I had had my bloods done uh, as you do a couple of months ago, and <clears throat> it, was, it came back with a pretty clean bill of health. But the only thing was. Uh, you know, your cholesterol count could be a bit low. It wasn't high, but it it could be could be a bit lower. So I've definitely watched it on the red meat because
0: um, people say that they... we were created to be, or evolved, or whatever you believe, or a bit of both. Um, to uh, you know, to to be what is it omnivores? So you know, not just carnivores. And that's right, isn't it? Omni meaning everything. Yeah. yeah? yeah. So you know, but but of course, back in the day. You wouldn't Hang be catching on. loads of animals the whole time. You, the, the bulk of your food would be from nuts and berries and seeds and all of that stuff. It's it's, it's gatherer-hunter rather than hunter-gatherer, isn't it? Foraging. It depends,
2: when, it depends where you lived on the planet, is not it?
1: Yeah. You know, I do quite was, like the idea of foraging. I mean, some of my favourite episodes of River Cottage back in the day was um, was was young Hugh. Going out foraging and and I, I could uh, I could get into that actually. Um, I, was with, I, think... I was down with I was
0: down with Lawn a few weeks ago and he we found these. What were those pinky purple mushrooms?
2: Amethyst deceivers.
0: Amethyst deceivers. So I <laughs> I, picked, I, I took my I took my hat off. I took my hat off to Lawn and I put the <laughs> mushrooms in the hat. And then I was going to see my brother and he saw them. And he was like, "Wow, that's they're, they're look amazing." I said, "I said have them." So I gave them to my brother. I didn't tell you this, Lawn. I gave them to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't
2: called
0: since. No, well, no, exactly. I couldn't get a hold of him the next day on the phone. I was like, "I've killed him." <laughs> was he very ill? No, he was fine. But Lauren, how do you know when you're foraging? Because um, you love getting out. You live in Mid Sussex. You love getting out amongst it, um, picking mushrooms. And how do you know a good one from a bad one?
2: Well, you'd be very careful, yeah. <clears throat> you can kill yourself doing the wrong thing, but. um I don't know, there's, there's apps now that can give you 90% probably, and then you want to check it out when you get home. There's loads of YouTube stuff. There's a brilliant thing called Wild Foods UK, a great guy who takes you through lots of tutorials on what to eat. And actually, there's some families that are pretty safe, and there's nothing that looks like an amethyst deceiver, that thing you ate or gave to your brother to eat.
0: It, it doesn't really uh, strike confidence, though, does it? Um, a name like that. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> Well, I know, I know that's unfortunate, but then, you know, when you've got a, you know, death cap and destroying angel, you know, you're onto a bad thing. Um, yeah. Don't eat them, no.
0: Okay, so let's talk about, let's, let's forage through, see what I did there, forage okay. back through 2021, um, and let's talk for however long we've got together about... This this year we've just had, but like you know, you get those highlight reels of uh, of the sport of the year, or the sort of yeah. movies of the year, or the news of the year. Let's let's talk about it, but obviously from a um, a faith perspective, um, I want to start with football. Let's Ooh, let's yeah. uh, let's
2: take COVID. We're not going to Ooh. talk. About-
0: you know, we are going to talk about COVID, obviously yeah. we are, but um, I wanted to sort of take it easy and start with the football because, Busky, you're a Liverpool fan, I'm a Chelsea fan, Lawrence, a Leeds fan, all premiership teams. Um, yeah. The FA has just decided that everyone's got to, got to play through the, the Christmas season when we're recording this. So um, let's talk about faith and football, though. Where is your... Because it is, for many people, it's a religion in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Where do oh, you yeah. feel... Your faith comes into your love of the sport
1: uh gosh, that's a very good question um,
2: Rosky, well, your manager is talk about him
1: yeah, i mean it's it, you know following Liverpool i mean here we go i'm gonna gonna sound like oh, i've been been supporting them all these years i have i started following them in nineteen seventy seven um which happened to be a particularly good year liverpool won a won a treble um in that season. Here we go. No, I beg your pardon. They should have Look, won a treble. They won a double. They won the Lawn's league. Lauren's pretending to go to sleep. Yeah, oh, you, do, you, do,
0: you do know statistics. You're unbelievable with your statistics, aren't you? So I can yeah, say gonna, right I'm now, who won in, the FA Cup I'm in
1: 1981? In yeah.
0: Well, anyway, uh, Rusk, they won a double. Rusk, they Rusk. won their first. Yeah. Who won the FA Cup in
1: 1981? Oh, Spurs. That's it, easy.
0: I can't, how can you do that? Well, no,
1: that's an easy one, I'll tell you why because No, don't tell me a... why. Yeah. Who
0: won the FA Cup in nineteen eighty nine? Eighty
1: nine. Uh that's that's uh, uh uh that's Liverpool actually. Oh no, the Liverpool actually. Which yeah. is also easy because they should have won a double, but that was the uh when Michael Thomas scored at Anfield <laughs> and deprived Liverpool. That was an Arsenal player. pride <laughs> Liverpool of a double.
0: All right, but anyway, All right, keep
1: going. Faith and football so, you're, you're, morning. Your, your I mean, I'm going to drink some more eggnog. Um, <laughs> so so following Liverpool right now is actually probably is probably one of the most... It's
0: really lumpy. This is really lumpy now. Stop it. I'm, I'm getting to the bottom of the cup and it's Hang really on. lumpy.
2: He's trying to... <laughs> following Liverpool.
0: I know yeah, it's, but it's he's going go on to go, go off let on one. He's sabotaging me. You're going to go off on one. Let him, him talk right. about
2: Klopp
1: quickly. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm saying about Klopp. I mean... The, the guy is is inc- i mean obviously he's a very good football manager but he's incredibly talented um uh, i think uh, a summarizer of life and um you know what he conveys in, in interviews and in, in, in written word in it's not even his his native tongue is astonishing so i mean i often thought it'd be really interesting to hear klopp speaking in german if he, if, he, if he's managing to sound so convincing and, and so erudite, in, in English, uh, goodness knows what he sounds like in German. So I've got a lot of respect for him, not just as a, a manager, but actually his take on things. Um, and not least, actually, his, his take on faith. And he's, he's, he's I think many people know um, about his Christian faith. Um, many people have seen incredibly moving piece he recorded for a terminally ill Liverpool fan um, just about an hour before Champions League final uh, three seasons ago, and um, he he gave this this man extraordinary hope, uh, and we know that because we heard the response uh, of the Liverpool fan who was v- incredibly moved by by what Klopp said. Um, but he it comes out I think in his style of management. He's this father figure. He
0: he he kind of has this kind of pastoral... yeah. You definitely, you definitely see that at the end of a game when he's sort of hugging oh, everyone. It's, it's, just it's incredible, lovely isn't it? It's yeah. quite off-putting because Lorne's got a green screen on his Zoom. Normally, we just do this audio, but you two insisted that we do it video as well. And he's just pulled up a picture of Jurgen Klopp, who's, who looks like he's standing immediately behind <laughs> Lorne now. And it's just uh, silly. It's just silly. Was, it's just silly well, we know it's
1: we know it's not a current picture because Jurgen Klopp's got his glasses on there and he's lost his glasses. Well, not literally, but he he lost his glasses. He, he's got contacts or something this season. A lot of people have said, oh, come on. Klopp, get your glasses back on. We missed those glasses. Has Bielsa got glasses, Lorne?
0: No, and now, now Lorne's put up a picture. I wish everyone could see this because Lorne's just gooning around putting up picture after picture behind himself. This is now well, I mean, Bielsa, was, the leads manager. I
2: want to yeah, get yeah, yeah. on from Klopp briefly. Have we finished with that?
0: Well, yeah. the only thing yeah. I was going to say Otherwise, I'm not
2: going to be able to talk about anything else. Keep going. Yeah. Go All right,
1: we'll move on. We'll move on. What were you going to say about Bielsa, Lorne?
2: No, he's a lovely man, isn't he? He's be beautiful man. He lives in like a, you know, cheap accommodation in Leeds, in the middle of the city. Anyone can approach him. Doesn't speak English. He's just uh, a visionary, totally dedicated. Can't stand up for long. That's why he sits on his bucket. Got terrible hamstring trouble. What <clears throat> um, do you want? But here's the I, thing. I, 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 I love, love football as much a, as. A, sorry, a, you go. Sorry. I went to watch your team versus my team the other day, Chelsea. Yep,
0: yep.
2: Um, there wasn't a lot of love lost between the two teams. Yep. But um, well, it there was... hasn't been historically. Actually, well, i shall tell you, I had a reflection on it. Nothing to do with Chelsea or Leeds, but I did get a sense of the, the, the brooding malice and aggression that is just below the surface in a large crowd of people. <clears throat> Uh, particularly in football, but also the the joy and and um, effervescence that you can get as you would in a in a religious gathering as well at its best. But you can see both sides quite closely well, because I, I know uh, where
0: you were sitting, and you're sitting uh, even though you're a Leeds fan, you're in the Chelsea supporters. But the 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 away team supporters are right next to you there, aren't they? And it does get very aggressive.
2: Mm-hmm. But from 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 all sides, and yeah, sure. It was quite unpleasant. I, I found um you know it's just it's a lot of mostly blokes <clears throat> you know with with quite a lot of anger and frustration mm. in in amongst everything which is but then also the beauty of the game and the um you know the, the joy and celebration of that is is they're so close to together those two emotions
0: well there, there's a banner at stanford bridge that says uh football is our religion mm. Stamford bridge is our church
2: mm. i i yeah. don't
0: like that i think that's um I think it's quite sad, actually. Well, but it's
1: an religion. honest appraisal of, of what football is for a lot of people. It is a is a weekly devotion. It's, it's you know, for a lot of people, it, it really is their raison d'etre. It, it, it's everything, defines them. And it, it also feeds into the the sort of the need for a tribal identity.
0: Mm. And it's um, something I, that's bigger than you, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and actually going back to Liverpool very briefly, I mean, I don't know if anyone's seen this, but there's an amazing... Um, a documentary called The Three Kings, which is about Bill Shankly, Matt Busby, and Jock Steen, who are these three Scotsmen, all born within half an hour of each other in Glasgow. Um, and, you know, very, very poor um, kind of mining communities. And these three men basically shaped the dynasty of Liverpool, Manchester United, and, and Celtic. Um, and here's, here's a statistic that a quarter of the world's population, so two billion people, uh, would say they follow one of those teams worldwide. Two billion people, mm. um, and those three shaped the legacy of those clubs. And it is all to do with um, a, a sort of tribal mentality. Uh, uh, it is a kind of like a religion. So it's, it, I mean, Chelsea are being honest about it.
0: But it's, but it's, I don't know. I love, I love it as much as anyone. It's just something about that that I find quite depressing because it's it's it, it can't be greater than itself it's not claiming to be greater than itself and surely yeah. religion is saying there's something more there's something the essence of which we haven't even begun to explore or understand um yeah that's I, do, I don't find it depressing
1: in a way I find it um uh, I tell you why I don't find it depressing is because being a football fan myself, and you know, my gosh, you know, I've, I've been as passionate as as the rest over the years about things, and 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 taking it to the nth degree. But it, it doesn't satisfy. It's an incredibly fickle business, like so many things in life. And and also when when a world is thrown upside down with the pandemic, uh, and then you didn't have football for for ages, and then it came back, it started to redefine it. And now we're in another situation where. You know, our games going ahead or are they not? And you realise that it's it can't satisfy. So I honestly think a lot of people over time will realise that it, it doesn't deliver in the way they hoped. And if you do win a title or you do win a double, or you win a treble, it's like, is that it? You know, I've got to the mountaintop and I'm still not satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, Man City fans, when they, when they finally do, and I hope they never do win a, a European <laughs> Champions League, but if they do they might get there and i think a lot of them will think is that it that's what we've been that's, that's yeah. been the sort of um the golden uh, what do you call it the the chalice uh they've been looking for holy grail. But, um, holy grail the holy grail that's it yeah
0: what um so let's let's spend some time looking back um as we've just looked back through the lens of football let's look at uh this year as a whole 2021 as a whole it's um and as as honest as you can be as you feel you can be in public like this. Um, how's it been for you, Lorne?
2: Well, it's been uh, it's a, a good year. I mean, we, in this year, we made a decision to sort of try and find somewhere else we might live <clears throat> and found somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Wales, which is really exciting. And and you had, think
0: quite, that, you had quite a spiritual experience when you found that yeah. place, didn't
2: you? Yeah, very. I mean, just, you know, extraordinary a feeling that that was meant to be. And I still don't really know why. Um So we'll see how that plays out, but it's a, it's a really amazing place. And, um, you know, we may end up there. We may not, but that's been a really exciting experience and, and journey to go through. Finding out, you know, really amazing chatting to people. A bit like I used to, when I was living up in the Highlands on the Black Isle, basically um, uh, special people, like some of the, 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 the farmer, the local guy, <laughs> I mean, he, when I first met him, he got down from his tractor with his, with his pipe on the go and, you know, beaten up old jacket and <clears throat> a collie dog and got down. And he, and within seconds, he, I, I, he ate the English, you know, um, but luckily I was able Ooh, that's to awkward. be, be <laughs> Scottish. Um, Did you, you know, pull out the Scottish accent?
1: I've, <laughs> sorry, i i back in
2: Wales there from it yeah, I, I, <laughs> I am uh, and he could I can see the Celtic, in you boy, I can see it you know, so luckily, I am not English in his eyes, which I'm you're, not um, you're a, so you're a little
0: bit english we do, we have this discussion of often we
2: might we? Have, but, but not not more than Scottish, my mum and my dad both being Scottish any more questions but the point is his conversation was so just so out of this world so different to everything else because we talked about the land and he was seeing it from a totally different perspective to my romanticized you know poetic view of it um but he talked about uh he, he talks about haiku poems that he constructs you know and talks oh, on his actor. tractor yeah literally on, and then and then i love that. He's teaching his grandson. i think it's his grandson or granddaughter how to write poetry. Um, but he lives in the right burrough of a place, you know, things everywhere and classic kind of crofter um, uh, mentality with no- nothing romantic about it, particularly. Mm. But he, he, he's poetry and the land and the people on it and the animals on it are so intrinsic to his existence in a way that, you know, there's 0.01% of this country, England, Scotland, Ireland, or Wales, uh, can connect with anymore. And that was really lovely to, to sort of still feel that going. Um, but it's not the romanticised view of the natural world that we all, you know, he, he, I said to him, look at those hills. They're amazing. They remind me of Scotland and stuff. I said, you know, I see them every day. <laughs> for him, for him yeah. this sort of beautiful view of the hills was so different.
0: <laughs> and it's so normal to him. And so he's so rooted in the earth. Do you think that there is if there has been an upside to everything that's happened this year, it has been a sort of, <clears throat> I don't know, um, a reevaluation with all mm. of us
2: mm.
0: of what's important mm. and a desire to be more connected both to one another and to the world. Would you say Busky is that, uh, is that over? Yeah. Over overspeaking. over speaking. I don't know.
1: No, I don't think it's oversimplifying. I don't think it's, it's overstating it. It's, um, it's incredibly important. And I think it's, it's, it's important and, and we, it resonates with us because it's right at the core of our DNA. I think it's in the, in the way we're made, the way we're, we've been built and designed. Um, because I think page one, if you're a person of faith, is that you have been made in, in the image of your creator. And if you've been made in the, the image of God, then right at the beginning was relationship it was it was all about that uh, that trinity um you know as we uh christians we call it the father son and holy spirit you can call it whatever you like but you've got a you've got a you've got a th- three persons yes in one um com- completely undivided um but out of that then came uh uh, a, a desire to to kind of multiply that or, or to perpetuate that I believe um, and I think all that was created just came from that and so we we reflect that we have that right at our core um, so it's big it's really connectedness,
0: big connectedness relationship friendship love I love you too um, and uh, this is really good fun just chatting I hope other people find this interesting it's just three middle-aged men talking <laughs> rubbish i don't think it's rubbish i mean some I'll of the things you work. two have come out with yeah. let's take a break uh what i'd like to do is uh at this point a big shout out uh at the end of this year as we step into the new year to two people who are right at the core of faith with hate dan Wimpress is um The guy that glues it all together and does all the um, production side of things, the engineering. He's in Melbourne, believe it or not. So massive shout out to him. Thank you to him for everything that he does. Love you, Dan. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for this hot last year. And also Charlie Groves, who um, is the composer of and uh, musician behind the instrumental uh, theme music to the show. Um, And uh, what I'd like to do now is take a little break. And uh, hand over to Charlie for um, just a little musical interlude. Bringing our friends in today. Here's Charlie Groves. <laughs> track is called var it's about an early morning swim in a scottish lock it's the opening track of his album spoke available on apple music and spotify but it's better if you download actually buy it from Bandcamp. that's charlie groves instrumental music for the soul musical genius thank you Charlie for for everything okay boys we're back um how you doing yeah good I I am um, I've swapped my lumpy eggnog I've pulled a bottle and it's um okay it's this Shackleton whiskey now apparently oh, but- it says on here it's the spirit supplied to the 1907 British Antarctic expedition and on the back I love this. This is a quote of Shackleton. It says, I believe it is in our nature to explore, to reach out into the unknown. Isn't that good? Yes, yeah.
2: yeah, brilliant.
0: Gonna, there we go. It's a, Let's 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 uh toast 2022, boys. Yeah. Uh exploration for for oh, all of yeah. us and all of our listeners. What what might that look like for for you two for this year? Stepping out into the unknown. Lord. Well it is. Yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Uh
2: <laughs> Thing is, I have so many projects on the go. I've got one that I was chatting about today to someone, which is to, a bit like Jamie and I, Buskin, you were supposed to come, had a session up in the Highlands um, a couple of times just to sort of get together, to run some sessions to help people kind of rewild their lives a bit. And rewild their imagination their, rewild their soul uh, rewild their soul their, their whatever whether their, their work their, themselves their spirituality whatever and to get people together to to, to make that happen i know there's similar things but i'd really love to do that so that's a bit of an adventure literal and uh, perspic- so would that be
0: something that someone i, I know we talked about this but if you could tell our listeners is that something that you book into um yeah and you go somewhere and you're led in a retreat type experience or
2: yeah book into not massively expensive really beautiful place wild place you don't have to do loads of you know rugged stuff like XTC necessarily but um you uh and and again a couple of speakers to give different perspectives about rewilding that could be actual rewilding my one of my good mates is um leading a big rewilding project up in the highlands or it could be just you know someone who's done something very different with their business or their life or whatever just to give a few but, but more it's about getting together and kind of getting out there into the slight wilderness that we have left and and talking and maybe consuming a beverage or two and uh, <laughs> Maybe even in the in the darkest um, months of the year, rather than the, the summer, mm. um, to help. I think helping people. I can imagine it working for a businessman or woman, or a church leader, or a sports coach, or a, just someone who's thinking of a new idea for a business, or just you know anyone, anyone teacher even.
0: That's great.
2: Count me in, <laughs> Husky. What about you? What
0: if because if, you are you're a trained artist very gifted mm. artist you studied at the royal academy oh, and you now apparently. teach art at westminster school and you what when you sort of look at the year ahead presumably you're like all of us you don't want it to be the same again i mean none no, of us right. want the same again as last year but yeah. what might it be for you well yeah it is an adventure i mean
1: teaching and actually teaching a subject like art is is lovely because you you actually have uh, not just permission to, but you're you're expected to to be inventive, to coming up with fresh ideas, and um, it makes teaching more fun. But it's also having a bit of a finger on the pulse of of current culture, uh, particularly when you're you're working in a in a very multicultural city. Um, I'm very lucky to have a, a fantastic colleague called Asha, who's um, taught for about 19 years in East London. Um, with uh, all kinds of kids from different backgrounds in a, in a big secondary school and she's just enriched us and our department so much and I love working with her and I love I love exploring uh, what exhibitions are on in London what new arts emerging so that's all great um, but it's it's kind of going further than that isn't it I mean I, I it, it can more be quite safe in terms of being in a school you go from one term to another you um, if I was to really want to push the boat out a bit, I suppose I'd probably be trying to take a sabbatical and really mix it up a bit and try and do something. Ooh, you could go and get
0: your soul rewilded. If you get back to
1: the, the Inca Trail, actually. That would be uh, that would be a good one. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you would be waiting to hear me reference the reference. No, Trail. no, Ad-Law. don't.
0: We're not going there, ladies what and heck? gentlemen. Don't ever get Busky talking about. Can we this do a whole episode on that? match you, No, we're not. Absolutely not doing a whole episode on that. We're not, Jamie. Okay. What about you? Good question. It's
2: been a tough year for you. Um, yeah. all things considered. All things um, considered, yeah.
0: I, I'd, I'd like to write more. I want to, um, um, I actually have an acting agent. Um, I yes. think you both know that. So hopefully, yeah. the odd part might come in. Um, you got a photo uh, on Spotlight, yeah. You in Spotlight, yes. I am on. Spotlight. Can
1: people and um, Google you because no,
0: stop it. Okay, so, so, but I, I'd, I'd like to, well, we had um, Stuart Hazeldean on a couple of weeks ago and a uh, scriptwriter and Hollywood director, and uh, uh, it's, oh, I, I, I'd love to sort of write more dialogue plays or that kind of thing. Um, it's just, uh, it's not finding the time, it's making the time, isn't it, for that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, you have to be intentional. Yeah, you've got to make it. Got to but uh, Busky,
0: it. I really think you should paint more. I'm sitting here looking yeah. at you. Oh no. And uh, all the years I've known you, I know you teach brilliantly, but I think Mm. you should just get some canvases and go crazy. Mm.
1: Well, I am painting a bit. Uh, What I do at the end of the day, I often um, have quite a lot of acrylic paints. I do do quite a lot with acrylics with my 12, 13-year-olds at the moment. And I can't bring myself to scrape it all off and chuck it in a bin. Uh, So I use what's left on pallets at the end of the day, and I'll put it all on, on a bigger palette and even if i'm just painting a series of backgrounds or kind of first layer um of paint uh i'm not on, on canvas at the moment it's on pieces of board and card so there is there are things happening um and but why don't running... you have
0: we should have andrewbusk.com and sell it
1: yeah sell it yeah. i'd buy it's i'd come... buy it
0: well I w- i'd buy one <laughs> <laughs>
1: What small one,
0: but that big. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> really. I love some of yeah, your art. That'd be quid. amazing. Okay, um, so that's so that's looking
0: forward. That's now well, let's spend some cool. time Uh, the time we have left looking back. um, Twenty twenty one, quite an extraordinary year. Yeah.
2: What do we What do we want to take from it? Should
1: we go back to the football and how? No, 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 we're no. not going
0: back to the football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the euros! Oh no, we're not going there. I mean, oh, obviously, we've got now. about. We've got to talk about COVID. We've got to talk about the fact that, yeah. and also, and this there is a sort of a, a looking forward as well because we're in the middle of Omicron, which should be called Omicron, um, because it's, well, it could be Omacron. <laughs> isn't he sorry, the French that's, president?
1: That's a very <laughs> terribly xenophobic, xenophobic comment. I'm sorry,
0: but the you know what's to stop this keep happening. It's just you know this sort of endless endless cycle of things mutating and then coming back and messing everything up again. Just because it did feel like we 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 you know with everyone getting vaxxed, it really felt like we'd we'd it turned felt like the we
1: Cracked it. We'd completely cracked it. It
0: did, didn't it? And it was and things felt like they were coming back, and there was a sense of uh, the economy bouncing back. But yeah, and then and then it all it all goes Pete Tong again.
2: <clears throat> but surely from a i'm not sure this is not easy to grab hold of but from a faith perspective we know that this is the world is coming is unraveling and it's not going to be a pretty end i'm not saying it's happening soon by the way but um things get worse nation Mm -hmm. against nation wars plagues you name it all sorts of stuff um you know if if the the created universe is rolling up like a like a scroll then we're in that and we have you know human beings have been in that since the beginning um so what's what's so different about now is just that we have something that we can sort of be we can follow every day like stats numbers up down cases hospitalizations deaths and give ourselves the fear but we know that if we believe what we do believe that we don't need to have fear Mm. and that this is a looking at the big perspective sure it's things are going to be tough on this earth um but that's 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 what we knew we've always known that uh whether it's a big pandemic or people around you being ill or relationships breaking up whatever it is there's this stuff going on which um you know everyone experiences so i think it's just we actually got to get a bit of a grip of ourselves and stop being sucked into the vortex of fear and yeah i totally
1: and agree totally and just
2: agree. Push, push on and 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 paint and act yeah and, and and be and live and and feel feel the grass under your yeah feet. i think and, we go even
1: beyond that and i think we we learn from from the past we learn from history we learn from accounts from the bible of you know god's been at this for centuries millennia that whenever something's thrown at us which is bad you know whatever whatever you know and i'm not over spiritualizing us i don't think to say if the enemy plans something for evil well, well god's always one step ahead of him and we'll turn it around for good um, and you see it in the life of Joseph, which is the kind of classic, maybe slightly cliched story. But I think there's so much from the past two years that, um, that God has already started to use for immense good. And I had a glimpse of it last night, actually. We, um, we were over in Hackney uh, and they had planned uh, a Christmas. So they had their carols by candlelight last Sunday. They all went ahead as normal. Last night they had something called a Christmas sing-along, which was a mixture of carols and things like Holy Night. Um, and Silent Night and all of that, but also a few other kind of more secular Christian songs. And they did it outdoors on the portico of the church. They had um, they had a sort of fire bowl. Um, they had bales of hay. They'd had an activity service in the morning out there. Um, and it was amazing. The lighting was beautiful. The musicianship was incredible. And it drew quite a crowd of people. And a lot of us were saying, you know, whatever happens, wherever we are next Christmas, this needs to keep happening, and actually, as far as churches are concerned, you know yeah, for goodness' sake, get outside of your four walls, or however many walls you've got, and be so we and did
0: over. we did that in Queen Square in bloomsbury we we decided actually yeah. let's 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 take our carol service outside because the the, yes. little, the little parish school had to cancel their carols, so we said well we'll we'll change our time, and the kids can come along and we 'll do it outside, and now everyone's saying we should do this every year, get a big tree and it's, it's, it's going to be great. Now, I I do, but I do think that, that, that in the Christian faith and uh, I've been very struck through doing the, all the the last three weeks of Advent, which is it's really strange. The scripture readings are not very Christmassy. And mm. the whole concept of Advent is waiting and looking forward, not just to the coming of the baby Jesus that we celebrate in Christmas, but the return of Jesus. Mm. Um at the end of days. And so some of the scripture readings are pretty intense. <laughs> you're like, I just want to feel Christmassy, and this is all about the end times. Um but yeah. this is the challenge to us as Christians is that there is this balance, this this balance between the, the the pastoral and the prophetic, as it were. The loving people and saying, God is love, God is love, let's look after you. But at the same time, it's truth telling. It's saying. Jesus is coming back, and there is, you know, there is such a thing as, like you were saying, uh, the the rolling up of the scroll of time, yeah. which is quite chilling on many in on many levels. What are you going to do about it? And so you have to get that balance between the two. It's not just um, God is love, God is love, God is love. Part of that love is that, as you say, this world is going somewhere. But the trouble is, I find that I I read like everyone does, stuff on Facebook or wherever. And it does seem that people dispense with the love too quickly and get into this so-called truth-telling and, and the sort of the prophetic, the, the this is what's happening and you need to sort of turn now to Christ. And I get it. I understand it. But I suppose I've been very struck as well this year, looking back in offering communion every week, And part of the communion liturgy, the words are great is the mystery of faith. Great, huge is the mystery. We haven't got a clue of faith Mm -hmm. rather than sort of tidy is the simple box of faith.
2: Mm. And I think
0: a big danger that I've seen this year is people look at the world, draw a very simplistic conclusion and then present that as Religion, as faith, as the Christian faith, that someone must adopt or that's it, you're out. Mm. do you know what i'm saying it's It's yeah. that we've just got to be really careful the way that we talk about the whole thing and allow for that mystery
2: yeah totally agree yeah. i mean the the <clears throat> the lovely thing about i've been I've been rekindling my walk to work again back in and out to Lewis over the downs. And um, the walk back is in the dark. So I did it this evening and with no torch, I never use a torch or anything. And um, that's sort of an hour and a quarter over the downs. I'm hopefully the only person out there, apart from the sheep and the cattle. And uh, it's incredibly (sighs) spiritual, but if I wasn't spiritual, it would be incredibly... Um, you know, I feel connected to something bigger than myself. All the things you want to feel, having your day, a portion of your day to feel like that mm. on my own. I'm in the dark, literally. Uh, I can only, I've only got my thoughts to hang around with and they wander off and wander back. And, and um, I, I found that connection to the, to the universe, I suppose, really powerful. And I have really missed that, really missed that, not having that. And I, I can only su- you know, advocate that people try and find that in their, in their day, in their lives. It's not easy in this city, you guys in the centre of London, to go out in the dark and stuff. Mm. But I mean, there's a point in your life, in your day where you could be on your own. And you may have to get up super early, I don't know, uh, to do that. But we all know what that feels like when you do it. Mm. it it's yeah. just so special and so mysterious. As you said, Jamie, it's not simple, not great blinding flashes of inspiration coming thick and fast yeah. but um you know I, I finish i get to my car and i feel something i don't know refreshed or reconnected or whatever it is uh just at the, the beauty of the the creative world even though i can't see it because it's in the dark um but I, I there's no simple i do i'm do i do i am straying though towards a kind of Piss or get off the pot on your beliefs a bit with some of my friends, and hopefully they're listening. But uh, you know, that a lot of my mates are sort of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you could be. They, this could be it for you, you know, if you don't yeah. get a bit of a grip of what you believe and try and wrestle it to the ground a little bit. Mm. Uh, uh, don't get just, me wrong. I mean,
0: that's why I'm sitting here in a t-shirt. I'm gonna. That's why I got my tattoo boys. Yeah,
2: I'm
0: that's new that. this year. What does that say there? That have I not shown you this? <laughs> no. That. That. Did you not no, know no. I got this?
2: Can we have well, it I've up
0: first? I've been very quiet about it.
2: Look okay, at that, so at I've wanted it.
0: a tattoo for years. Really? And uh, funnily enough, in America, when I was there a few years ago, I preached about it and I said, if I ever get a tattoo, which I want to, because I want to grow old disgracefully.
2: I know <laughs> exactly
0: what I'm going to get. And, um, and I've just gone and got it. Because also, what encouraged me was that I started at St. George the Martyr two years ago. And this, the, the idea of this symbol is everywhere in the church. It's so funny that I ended up at a church that this is it's on the communion cups, it's on the reredos behind the altar, it's everywhere. So, what this is, is a Christogram. You can't see this, ladies and gentlemen, but this is my own design of the three letters IHS. I, there you go, boys, IHS. you got it, yeah. And um, I've got to flex a bit for you, boys, so that you actually enjoy that. There we go. I
1: can see it. It's fine. Yeah, got it.
0: So what that is, is it actually has, I thought it had three meanings. It has four meanings. So the first meaning, IHS, is it's uh, the Greek, it's the shortening of the name of Jesus, Ichthus. And uh, so it was uh, an early name for Jesus and used by the followers of Christ, the early followers of Christ to distinguish them. Then you have the Latin. It stands for Jesus Hominum salvator, which means Jesus, savior of mankind. Um, so I basically I've, I've decided this is my three point evangelistic sermon on my arm. If I ever get caught short for a sermon and I need to <laughs> preach. And then in English, it stands for in his service. And that's why often you see it on gravestones that people say, no, I I want to, like you were saying, Lorne, you know, I want to live in service of Christ. This is what my life is about. And that's why I wanted it, especially this year, sort of emblazoned on my body to say, this is is what I believe. This is what I stand for. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth, I found out later, remember when Constantine adopted the Christian faith? And the Roman Empire went over to Christianity. So he did that because, story goes, he saw a sign of the cross in the sky and the words in hoc signo vance or vince, I don't know how to pronounce it. And that got shortened to in hoc signo, in this sign, be victorious, in the sign of the cross. Um, and another IHS. So it's uh, I, I love the meaning behind it, but I think it is that saying this this is my life. This is what I stand for. I'm not going anywhere. Um, mm. And I yeah, will live for this, but I will also die for this. And it's mm. interesting that, that I've, we've, I've ended up at a church called St. George the Martyr. And we think about martyrdom as um, dying for something that you really believe in,
2: mm. which,
0: of course, in these days with, um, you know, of some, suicide bombers and stuff it all gets very tricky very quickly mm. but i love the idea of saying no this is what i'm giving my life to mm. not giving my life for but giving my life to mm. so as we step into this new year i think it, it you know it is an encouragement isn't it to to one another to say no i th- this this is important to me it mm. might yeah. come with stresses and strains and difficulties and questions along the way but somehow in all of it I know this is real Mm. and you I know both of you have your doubts and questions at times but don't shake your head like that Lorne (laughs) be honest come on this podcast is all about honesty yeah but at the end of the day you just know that there's something there that there is that God is real don't you
2: yeah yeah I don't doubt that God is real really ever which is which is a blessing i i I don't know how that happened but um yeah but i I don't like the way things work out no um Mm.
1: it's yeah you see i mean faith is is a gift isn't it i i I have friends that say oh busky i wish to had your faith and uh, and i've found that more and more actually in in recent years and i i've grown to be incredibly grateful for any amount of faith i have because I think you know in my impetuous youth i, I was sort of frustrated with other people say come on you know it's not that difficult just believe it's it's very real he's very real you know this is this, this is what it's all about but i think you know, as i've got older i've i've realized no it's a gift and and i'm, I'm, I'm immensely grateful um but it is yeah it's it's as it's as ever present and as real as as the um the hand before your face you know it's there isn't any shadow of doubt there, even when it's it's tough. And I think what I was saying earlier about, you know, whatever comes your way, whatever's bad, my experience and the experience of others as well is that you know that God brings good out of things that can appear very bad. You know, when you when you're prepared to let it play out, that He has um He He, he has the last word,
0: uh, mm. and
1: that's been um, the experience of so many people.
0: Mm so let's do this so good to talk to you love you too
2: and love uh... your tattoo
0: <laughs> yeah it's a fantastic
1: tattoo you Thank need you, to boys. Get, um, get on the beach more Jamie with that and uh, that's yeah. going to open up a few conversations yeah there you go or the Lido don't wait until the summer you know you've got a Lido anywhere near you
0: no <laughs> I've, got I've say, actually got, I've got... I, did, I did dig a little pond in, the, in my back garden but everyone <laughs> yeah. mocks it because it's really small anyway look we've got to finish what I'd love to do is, you know, because I know you've listened to all the episodes, boys. <clears throat>
2: yeah. yeah, honestly, I listen to them, Jamie Majors. So on Saturday mornings, I'm often in the garden <laughs> digging my vegetables. <laughs> you're
0: it. You're three <laughs> foot. You're seven <laughs> foot, I, I seven
2: foot it. <laughs> it. And I put your podcast on. It's just such a joy. Ah, oh, you're sweet. Joe jo and Finn won the note. What are you listening to again? It's, <laughs> it's really. It's really lovely. I so really, what, I, Jamie, I've loved it. It's such a blessing, honestly. Life-affirming, enriching,
1: like the yeah. soil in lawns, garden.
0: <laughs> You're great, friends. Now, let's do this. I often ask my guests to pray uh, for someone. Imagine someone that's listening. Do you know what I thought I'd do this evening? Is all three of us pray. Not at the same time. That would be weird. So I'll start <laughs> and Lorne, you finish. And uh, just something about the conversation we've had or something about just picture someone listening to this. Um, and could we pray for, for that person or those people or that concept or the new year or whatever it is? Should we do that? Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant.
0: Okay, I'll Brilliant. start. Brilliant. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for my brothers. And I thank you for this special time to just chat. I pray for friendship, pray for all of those, all of us listening to this and stepping into this new year, that it would be a year that is is just a golden year for friendship, investing in one another, in the honesty, vulnerability, care, support, fun, and that we would look back in a year's time and say, that was a stellar year because of my friends in jesus name amen amen Amen. yeah thank
1: you dear lord that we don't need to be fearful um it's hard and and fear can often be all around us but we thank you that perfect love casts out all fear and your love is the perfect love and we we thank you that you give it to us um and not just for ourselves but that we can share it with others. And that's really right at the heart of our desires in this coming year, that we'd be agents of love in a, in a world that desperately needs um, love real, the depth of, of love, which comes from you. Um, so help us to encourage each other with that and to spur each other on to, to love one another and to love a wider world that is hurting deeply that we'd see your beauty your glory, your reality, and your wonder um, in the months ahead. In Jesus' name, Amen.
2: Amen. And we pray for the person who feels in pain right now. <clears throat> Could be a physical pain, pain inside them, a pain of loss, pain of mental anxiety and angst the pain of darkness, and we pray, Father, that you come into each of those individuals' lives and flood them with light, flood them with the light of a new year and a new dawn, and we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, my brothers.
2: Do you want me to sing this out?
0: No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I could do No, I could do some Dylan Thomas. No. You said no quite quickly there, Jamie. No.
2: That's quite sharp. It's spring, moonless night in the small town, starless and You've been back.
0: listening to Faith in
2: Faith. <laughs> streets, silent and the hunched quarters. And only just
1: getting started. Oh,
2: lim- yeah, nice. with slow black, slow black, crow black, fishing, blo- blobbing sea was <laughs> houses are blind as moles. Uh, uh. What well, did you say that beer was you were drinking?
0: I don't know. Thank I you. And it's one of them.
2: Good night, Faith
0: <laughs> with Hate. Thanks. Thank you, boys. Say goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Cheerio. Well, cheerio. Till next time. Till the fourth one.
2: <laughs> yeah, same fourth time next year. Fourth with Hate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Faith with Hate podcast have a happy new year and may 2022 be amazing in every way god bless you much love